This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Dumpster Diving. This this is a little different here. I'm going to I'm going to let I level with you on what's going on with us. So, Mike and I have decided uh we're going to kind of do things a little bit differently. The main show is going to stay the same, so you don't no one has to worry. The main show is just going to be the main show. Stop worrying. <laughs> the main show that we do, we're going to talk about 9/11. We're going to talk about uh the Holocaust. It, we're going to talk about AIDS. AIDS. Yep, it's going to happen. Don't worry, the main show is going to stay how it is. Uh, dumpster diving is going to change a little bit, though. So dumpster diving is going to be a little bit more of a enriching, full experience. Uh, the main show, as all of you know, begins with the IMDb game. The This show will begin with keeping current with Mike uh, for as long as we feel like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe we're we'd... still tr- we're, we like to change things up to deal with it right um and then we'll just we'll get into what we're talking about with dumpster diving obviously there might be some more ancillary uh stuff going on but that those will be the two main shows uh as you can see uh one comes out the main show comes out thursday this comes out friday and then uh and then we get the weekend free so <laughs> so and if we think of something else to do something that you know, we think's fun, something that's maybe like a limited type thing where we only do, you know, I don't know, 10 episodes of it or something like that. Uh, you know, we might we might throw that at you at some point. Uh, you know, like like Mike said, we like to keep things fresh and uh, and new. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what's going on right now. Uh, Mike, do you want to get right into Keeping Current? Or I've got a couple news stories i could i could mention yeah as well. let's uh let's do some new stuff do we have any emails um oh yeah 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 let me get the emails um here i'm gonna all these dumb fucks who emails <laughs> while i open the email i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you about the news stories that i saw so two things uh, of some interest i suppose the one is that uh, there's a new Stephen King adaptation on the rise. I guess they've uh, they've signed the deals. It's in, in production and everything. It's uh, the girl who loved Tom Gordon. Are you uh, familiar with that? I have not uh, read that one, but I am kind of familiar with it. It's like Tom Gordon's like a pitcher for the Mets, maybe. Uh, the Red Sox. He was uh, he was the Red Sox's closer. Flash Gordon, they called him. Yeah, I, I I don't know much about this at all, to be honest with you. And basically, is she, it related to like low men in yellow coats? No, not really. Unfortunately, isn't that a sweet title though? I mean, of all like your short stories, that's like the coolest title. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, I I love that title. It's a good. It's a good. Um, that's a good. Uh, a good section of that too. Uh, the low men in yellow. What's coats. the uh, what's the one where the guy's like just like right? He's like kind of like a psychic, and he's like writing these letters, and the letters are like causing people to do stuff. They just like send him money, and he like he just like throws the rest in the drain. Yeah, you know, yeah. The- yes, I know what you're talking about. I think that was what collection was that in? It was one of the more recent ones. Like uh, all dark, full of stars. Is yeah, that, is that a collection of his? Yes, I believe that's. I believe that's that the one. Was that from two thousand one? A Space Odyssey. No, that's right. That's right. It's yeah. Uh, oh, that's. Oh my God! It's full of stars. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. 
but but yeah, that's um that's a very good short story too. But that's the low men in yellow yeah, coats. Is... I really love his short stories. I mean, mm-hmm. his novels obviously are you know really good too. But his short stories, like, yeah. Another one I like is uh, where it's like this guy meets Satan at like a roadside like a uh, stop or like a rest area or something like that. Uh huh. He basically makes a pact where like he like ruins his friend's life and he just gets so much joy from this. Yeah, I remember that. I think that I can't remember what collection that one's in, but yeah, he's um. Yeah, he, the, like it's like it's like a frenemy, basically. The guys, the guys had he's been like super jealous of him because like, everything goes right in this guy's life, and and the other guy's like dying of cancer and shit like that. And he's and the devil's basically like you said, basically like, well, I'll, you know, I'll cure your cancer and maybe some good stuff will happen to you, but uh, you know, I got to take it from from this guy. This guy's like and and that guy's like yeah, like you said, his his marriage get, ends up getting ruined. Like he's been cheating on his wife and shit like that. It's kind of. He, it's it's sort of okay to root for the guy because even though he's doing something that's completely like like assholeish because this guy was like cheating on his wife before any of this happened and stuff like like there's hints that the guy's already kind of a dick and he's just like sort of getting what he deserves but uh, obviously you know still super cruel. Yeah, it's like and like my favorite part of the whole thing is at the very end he like uh, he sees the devil again he goes. The devil's like, what do you want? He goes, more. I want more. <laughs> so speaking of wanting, no, speaking of wanting, would have been like a great Twilight Zone episode. Speaking of wanting more, uh, this guy wants more of you, Mike, um, but not in a weird way. <laughs> it this is it's a pretty short, uh, a pretty short uh, little email here, but it just says, uh, "Hi guys, my name's Terry, Mike." Fuck Marvel movies. You are absolutely right. Don't let any of these morons tell you differently. Keep sticking it to them every week. Love the show. Thank you. So there's you are my kind of person. There's somebody on your side, Terry. See, at first I thought it was my friend Terry, but uh, he I think he's really into Marvel, so he wouldn't write <laughs> such an email. <laughs> Uh, maybe it was Terry McGinnis. Maybe, maybe it was Leon. What's his name? Leon. <laughs> Le- I can't think of his name anymore. You know, uh, okay. you, you know who I'm talking about. Leon. Um, I, I actually don't. Hoffst- what? I can't. I can't think of his name. It's in the. It's in the thing we're going to talk about today. The uh, the the guy that got the wheelchair guy, Willie McDan. Yeah, Willie. We- <laughs> Willie Wheels. <laughs> Willie Wheels. <laughs> it was just a coincidence. That was already his name. It's not like a nickname or anything. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, uh, but so the other the other piece of news that I have. Is that um, what is it? Oh yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a sequel apparently to Demolition Man. Supposedly Sylvester oh, nice. Stallone. Sylvester Stallone has said that uh, it's already it's already in talks or whatever. They they're doing it at Warner Brothers. Uh, it's not being filmed or anything. Obviously, it hasn't been cast yet. Uh, Sylvester Stallone obviously is back for it. I wonder if Sandra Bullock will come back for it. Yeah, I, don't know, I haven't seen her like in a movie in a while. Yeah, now you know in these in these times of coronavirus and and toilet papers flying off shelves, 
I think it's uh, it's high time that we start using the three seashells. Pretty sweet. I mean, honestly, it would be better if we just use like bidets in our country, which yes. you know, a lot of other countries do. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's as people have said before. Like, what's better, like uh, you know, using like a cloth to get mud off of a uh, gravel driveway or spraying it with a hose? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a good gravel driveway is a good a good visual for that because it's got a lot of nooks and crannies and stuff. Oh lord! But I, you know, I, yeah, you're right. I, I've I've for a long time been an advocate of more bidets in the United States. They're super cheap too and pretty easy to install in your toilet. Yeah, and if you need a drink, if you need a drink in the middle of the night, you're all set. Exactly. And you don't, you know everyone's talking about like, Oh, French people don't shower enough or, or whatever. Um, which, they're right. <laughs> but I mean, if you were getting your ass cleaned every single time you go to the bathroom, you don't have to shower quite as much. Yeah. But it's like, they think that if you just double up on the cologne, you don't need deodorant. You, you need both. <laughs> That's true. Uh, a whore's bath. I believe they call it. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I know George Carlin had like a method, like a, where you wash. It's like a hobo shower. You like wash like your mm-hmm. armpits, your genitals, your anus, and uh, I think that's about it. Yep, that's all you that's need. Mostly- armpits, genital, and anus. That's all you need. My uh, my six year old's learning how to dr- ride a bike with <laughs> with training wheels, mm-hmm. and she goes, "This this bike seat hurts my anus." I'm like. <laughs> Well, I don't think that's your anus that's hurting. So right. we have a really bad problem here. <laughs> right. Uh, welcome to the welcome to the world of you know uh, fucking uncomfortable seats. Right. That's like one of the real joys of like parenthood. You know, teaching them something like that that's really you know going to stick with them. You know, for their life. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're doing the same thing with uh, with with my six year old as well, actually. Um, we've been we've been going with her on the bike and everything. She's getting pretty good at it. Yeah, mine just kind of started the other day, but she's you know she's very determined, so that's good. she's she's very strong willed. So I, I don't think it'll take long. That's awesome. Yep, and like you said, once you learn once you learn uh, you know a bike like that, you you know that's you, like you said, it's like riding a bike, right? <laughs> Every, everybody knows it's really, it. it's really weird like that, that like your, how your body just remembers how to do that like because mm-hmm. i i bought a bike years ago and like you know i hadn't rode on a bike in like 10 years like literally 10 years and i got it and i'm like oh in like five seconds I'm like, okay i got it. yep exactly it really it really is weird and that that's what that's kind of what i described to my my six-year-old too i said you know once you once your body kind of finds that balance then you're just it's, you always have it uh, it's just, it's just always yeah, there. It's yeah, weird. It's so odd. Like I'm like trying to explain to mine and it's like, yeah, you're not learning how to ride a bike. You're learning how to balance. Once you, I mean, you know, you, she has the pedaling down pretty well. You know, once you balance, that's all you have to learn. Yep. Yeah. And it's so weird because it doesn't seem like it's like a natural thing for someone to learn. Like why in an evolutionary sense would you need to do that? I guess, I suppose like, you know, and like a more prehistoric, you know, ape type creature would have to like, you know, balance on branches and such, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Oh, speaking of balancing on branches, though, um, we watched Green Room. <laughs> so I, I thoroughly, I mean, rest in peace, um, Anton Yelchin, um, and but I thought that 
I thought that Patrick Stewart was super good in this movie. What did you think, Mike? In what movie? Green Room, what we watched. Oh, I'm sorry. I watched Green Room, the movie, not the Green Room. <laughs> well, no, when I, looked, ah. when, I lo- when I looked it up on YouTube, because, by the way, so this is what we're doing this week. Uh, and and for the foreseeable future, uh, dumpster diving is doing a, a a special a special series retrospective. Yeah, exactly. Basically, on dumpster diving, like our our mission is kind of like well, not mission, but w- what we do with it is we try to highlight things both good our and, mission we have been charged with. Yeah, both good and bad that that you know for whatever reason might have you know gotten overlooked or or you know not really given the the eye that it deserved and this is one of those shows that at, at mike and i this is it's almost like they made dumpster the show dumpster. it's almost like they made the show for us mike because i you know we are both very fascinated with comedians and, and stand-up comedy as a whole and there's there's almost nothing that makes me smile more not necessarily laugh out loud more, but smile more than listening to comedians talk about comedy and the history of comedy and, and the theory of comedy and things like that. It's just uh, very fascinating and enjoyable for me. Well, yeah, that and uh, tossing uh, silver dollars at homeless people. Exactly. <laughs> Watching them uh, scramble to pick it up. It's great. But uh, this... Yeah, so- this, is, uh, this, is, this show is definitely up both of our alleys. Mm-hmm. So this is The Green Room, not Green Room the movie, The Green Room, which is uh, Paul Provenza uh, hosts. You can find it on YouTube. They have every episode on YouTube, and it's Paul Provenza hosting different comedians uh, every week, and they just kind of talk about, you know, they talk about comedy, they talk about their lives, they talk about, you know, just... Basic, you know, the basic world of comedy. Some, the, some topical stuff, not necessarily, you know. It, it's a lot of theory of comedy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The The thing that I was talking about that they mentioned is the, uh, the um, what is it, the Achille Laro hijacking, <laughs> which they don't actually ever say, but it's, uh, I think it was in 85, I think, um, when the Palestin- Palestinian Liberation Front uh, hijacked this this ship, and what they ended up doing is they killed uh, an American named uh, that's the name I can't remember Leon Klinghoffer Leon Klinghoffer uh, who is in a wheelchair. They shot him and threw him overboard. <laughs> yeah. And they tell I think it was yeah I was thinking it was Paul Provenza told this story about how shortly after this incident. Uh, a comedian was on a cruise ship because they they had this section where they were talking about cruise ships and, you know, performing on cruise ships and things like that. And he said, you know, they go over the stuff with the comedian. They said, and don't mention anything about the very recent incidents uh, that happened with the uh, thing. And he said the comedian, like one of the first things he says is there's a guy in the, audi- in the audience in a wheelchair and he looks down at him. He goes, come on, laugh. It's not like we're going to shoot you in the head and throw you overboard. <laughs> which is ex- exactly the kind of comedy that i think is hilarious yes it's so funny that they they laughed for so long and made so many riffs on this guy's death but the best story 
the best story I, I think comes at the end when uh, well I guess I should let's so let's set it up a little bit. This episode uh, featured uh, Paul Provenza, obviously the host. Um, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, Eddie Izzard, who's who's hilarious. Um, Eddie Izzard is a genius. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and one of the most fascinating, just like just hearing uh, hearing him talk is is fascinating. Even when he's not yeah. trying to be funny, he's a very interesting person. Yeah, for example, he ran like 26 marathons in a row without ever having run a single marathon beforehand. Oh my god, that's hilarious. There's a documentary film that he did it for charity, but like he his feet were like literally falling apart, like the skin was separating from like the rest of his foot and he just willed himself. He's so strong-willed. He made him he he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll run 26 in a row." Oh my god! Yeah, he speaks French and obviously his native tongue English. He's very interesting. Like his sexuality to me is very interesting because he he refers to himself as a uh, action transvestite. I believe mm-hmm. is that correct? Do you know? Uh, I'm not but sure, really, but I I will go with you on that. But I mean, he's you know famously dressed you know uh, cross dressed. I don't know if that's the appropriate term these days, but mm-hmm. I I mean no malice if it's not. Um. And he, he said he feels transgender, but he's attracted to women. See, t- to me, I don't understand that. Like, uh, obviously, you know, I, I'm not in the situation. Uh, I don't know what it's like to be that way. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're, like, for example, Bruce, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, I'm sorry. Like, she became a woman, and now she's dating other women. I mean, that to me is interesting. Because, I mean, I, I, that's literally like the old, like, joke, like, I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so apparently, according to at least according to Wikipedia, the the best of all sources, um, it says he calls himself quote somewhat boyish and somewhat girlish. Uh, when asked what pronouns he prefers, Izzard says either he or she. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I guess just not it or they, but either he or right. she does not matter to him. Um, I guess. Yeah, he- this, uh, Eddie Izzard is a badass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. He is, yeah, and and he is hilarious. He, like, he was doing this shit like in the nineties when it wasn't like you know, oh that's you know that's that's you know that's funny. It's mm. it's like oh that's that's a guy dressed as a woman when it was shocking, and he wasn't doing it to be shocking. He was just comfortable enough being himself. Yeah, and so if you haven't seen uh, Eddie Izzard's uh, comedy, you need to go out and and, ch- and check out some some of his shows. Very very funny guy, very surrealist, um, but hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, maybe read a couple of history books ahead of time, and you'll get you know <laughs> right. a lot of the other material. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very cerebral yeah, he, comedian. He doesn't he doesn't talk down to his audience. He just has like the most like intellectual jokes you've ever seen, and then like the least intellectual. He's 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 a yeah. Absolutely. And, and Larry Miller was also on here. Yep. Yep. Larry Miller was here too. Uh, very like Larry Miller, I think is basically the epitome of uh, the eighties comedian. Yeah, or like, a, or like the perfect straight man. Yeah. He, cause he was ubiquitous in the eighties and he's just, his comic styling is exactly what you would imagine an eighties comedian to be. Uh, and then Drew- yeah, I, I mostly know him as an actor. Like he's in mm-hmm. uh, one of a uh, movie I like a lot. I wouldn't say one of my favorite movies, but it's in the top hundred for sure. Uh, Ten things I hate about you. Oh yeah, yeah. He plays the uh, the anxious uh, gynecologist gynecologist father. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. That sounds like archaeology and gynecology combined. 
Sometimes they could be combined, I guess. You wouldn't believe how big this Tyrannosaurus was down there. <laughs> I guess that's if you're if you're a geriatric gynecologist. Is that like an archaeologist? I don't want to know. <laughs> it's like working at a cheese cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> a cold grilled cheese sandwich. Um, but yeah, Larry Miller. You know, I always kind of had have a soft spot in my heart for Larry Miller, though, because while he's not the most hilarious comedian ever, um, I used to watch, and a lot of people probably have this experience too. If you watched Comedy Central in the early '90s, uh, and maybe no, like, I didn't, Mark. <laughs> I know Mike was uh, was cable deprived, but um. You know, in the early 90s, like the mid 90s or whatever, he was on, you know, like, uh, what was it like uh, two drink minimum? I think, um, you know, comics allowed. There was there was a bunch of them. Basically, in the early days, Comedy Central was just clips of stand up comedians. What's weird is I don't find his jokes funny, but I find him funny. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I, I agree. Like his, like his mannerisms and like his just his real personality. He's been on like the uh, Adam Carolla podcast mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's a funny. He just he's just a funny person. Like his his stand up though, it's not especially funny to me. They start out very interesting too because they start out shitting on Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> and how much money he made in the previous year twenty one million dollars. And also a hilarious joke by Mark Marin uh, from the WTF podcast. Wait, are you are you sure you have the right name? Yeah, it's Mark Marin, right? No, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> find him funny at all. <laughs> Yo, okay, but he says um, uh, they were talking about popcorn. He's like, you know, when uh, when you pop popcorn, and at the very bottom there's uh, the kernels that never popped. Uh, Mark Marin says those are the ones that have integrity. <laughs> he's he he's occasionally funny but more i i think i i like to laugh at mark Barron because it's like he's just so bitter yes and now that he has some success he doesn't really quite know how to handle his bitterness right what am i supposed to do now what it's if like I... the devil played a trick at him <laughs> yeah <laughs> stephen king's character uh met the devil yeah, and... yeah he's, he's he's a character from needful things he got what he wanted <laughs> But now he's not quite sure he wanted it. Right. Oh, holy shit. Well, I guess I shouldn't have uh, put put rubber banded notes on all those rocks. <laughs> oh, my God. Give him what he wants and he'll go away. That's sort of the century and you know it. <laughs> uh, so you know, I feel uh, that HBO could do a really good miniseries of Needful Things. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yes. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, or even even a limited series on Netflix, as long as it's one season, you know, you do like maybe six episodes, eight episodes, something like that. Yeah, I think you could make it really well, really good. Is Max von Sydow still alive? Can he be Leland Gaunt again? Uh, probably not. Who do you think would be, you know who would be a really good Leland Gaunt? No, I think you'd have to age him a bit with makeup would be Viggo Mortensen. Oh fuck yeah, that's a good call. Absolutely. Or or oh jeez, I'm gonna forget his name. Uh the Vincent Gallo. Oh yeah, Vincent Vincent Gallo too, yeah. I could see that. I like Vigo Mortensen a lot though. I think Vigo Mortensen would do a really good job. Yeah, he's a really good it's weird. Like he seems like he hasn't been in a lot of movies. I, I've heard he's really good, or at least the movie is really good in a history a, his, uh, a history of violence. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah, that's a good movie. 
Yeah, I might check that out. I don't know if it's on a streaming thing or whatever. But yeah, um, I don't even know how he got on uh, the Needful Things. But yeah, I think, and I think after this, we should both rewatch The Watchmen. That was such a good series. It's, it's mm-hmm. I need to watch it again. I was so bitter at the beginning of it because I thought it would suck. Right. Would. Yeah, I will watch it for sure. I'll watch The Watchmen. We can we can have a new podcast. Who watches The Watchmen? <laughs> and we can watch a movie too, but a movie I don't like for a lot of reasons. Yep. You know, no, we we feel the like we feel very much the same about the Watchmen movie. Yeah, but, but, spe- um, but yeah, Larry Miller is in it, and mm-hmm. um, uh, you said Mark Maron, Larry Miller, Eddie Izzard, and who's uh, who's the fourth one? Mark Maron's not in it. It's Eddie Izzard, Larry Miller, Drew Carey. Drew Carey, that's right. Yeah, I've watched so many of these; they kind of like melt together at a certain point. And um, Reginald D. Hunter. Um, who was the to me one of the more interesting people to hear from just because I'm not super familiar with him. Like I, I'm very familiar right. with the rest of them, but his story was interesting to me just because Yeah, especially Mark Marin. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Mark Marin wasn't on it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark Marin isn't one of the yeah Mark Marin's in the one with um the one with uh, Gary Shandling yes Bo Burnham and uh, Ray Romano yeah they had to they had to make sure that uh, that Bo Burnham and uh, Gary Shandling uh, two much funnier people were were on there to offset him yeah I think that might be the my favorite episode that or the one with Jimmy Carr because I like Jimmy Carr a lot yeah I like Jimmy Carr too. Although the David Tell, Doug Sanhope ones, uh, we'll, we'll get to them. But yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so uh, so Mark Maron's sitting there talking with uh, Eddie Izzard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And he's saying, uh, how come I'm not more famous? Oh, wait, now I am. I hate being famous. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> well, I think a Mark Maron's not far from a Danny DeVito. <laughs> The only problem is, who fucking cares about Mark Maron? Right, I don't even know what Mark Maron sounds like, so it's, I'm not even trying to do an impression. Uh, but yeah, so they, they talk a lot about, in this episode, um, they talk a lot about, uh, you know, kind of the theory of stand-up and everything. They 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 highlight that, uh, that Reginald D. Hunter is born in the United States, but he moved to England and... Uh, started doing stand-up there and found success there. And he said, you know, it's different there than here, right? It's a, it seems a lot. I mean, Eddie Izzard, I'm sure, you know, is a, a perfect you know, example. Like, his shows are more like, like almost like one-man shows, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, they're yeah. not like, uh, you're, I mean, that's not universally true. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, but like, Jimmy Carr is definitely like a very one-liner type, you know, comedian, which I, I really like that style of comedy. But a lot of like the, a lot of comedians who go to England stay. It's like yeah, it's like you're putting on like a one man show. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I mean, uh, Paul Provenza brings up uh, you know during this episode that stand up comedy is kind of a uniquely American thing. That and they they equate it to jazz, which is also a uniquely yeah. American art form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, even going back to like Mark Twain, like when Mark Twain would would yeah, tour around, he was kind of a Stand-up comedian Will Rogers, same type, uh, same same type of thing. Um, Vince Champ, exactly Vince Champ. I mean, uh, <laughs> I Bill think Cosby, obviously. Vince Champ's Vince Champ's motto was uh, was um, you know hit him and move on. You know? 
I mean, of all the gimmicks to have, he probably had the worst. <laughs> he he definitely, he, you know, comedians are supposed to leave you wanting more. He definitely didn't do that. I mean, the exact opposite. A lot of those women wanted a lot less. Okay, have you ever seen the, the Marvelous Miss Maple on Amazon Prime.com? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it, no. Yeah, that's, I think it takes place. 30s or 40s i think it's kind of like supposed to be a little bit about like the rise of stand-up comedy as a form okay um she's like a she's like a, a jewish woman who's married to a guy at first and they divorce and like a jewish comedian of, what yeah I, I it's hard to believe but you know you usually get used to it <laughs> okay um but like he, he like, he's trying to be a stand-up comedian but she's she's actually much funnier she like gives a speech at her wedding and that kind of stuff and it's and, and she goes to the cat skills that kind of stuff it's kind of interesting i, I stopped watching it because it, it got kind of boring, but I mean, the whole like you know inception of it was pretty. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Mike stopped watching it because uh, it was about uh, a woman being funny, which he doesn't think is possible. So. I'm okay with it, but Mike. <laughs> oh, it's, I think it's possible. <laughs> I mean, you know, the many worlds theory in physics. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of women are funny. My wife, for example, is hilarious. Um, you know, obviously Roseanne Barr, um, Joan Rivers. Uh, there's more probably. Sarah Silverman. It's like the Norm Macdonald. I kind of find her funny, but I feel she does the same joke over and over. It's like, ooh, I'm a kind of attractive woman making dirty jokes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's what I was referencing was the Norm Macdonald one where he's like, Sarah Silverman, who's funnier than her? And they're like, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, except for a bunch of guys. I think if you and I compared our YouTube playlists, they'd be almost identical. <laughs> yeah. But there'd be a lot more uh, Lizzie McGuire on yours. <laughs> You know what I'm super into now that it's probably not on yours because just because you've uh, dominated this field is, is I watch uh, like two or three fitness YouTubers as well now because I'm kind of like I'm getting into working out uh, a little bit more and I want to like, you know, I want to take care of myself, get myself in a little bit better shape and everything. So I've been watching uh, a couple different fitness YouTubers as well. That would be the I think the one difference. Other than that, it's pretty, pretty identical. Yeah, I watch a lot of like nutrition, like especially about like veganism. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, obviously, I don't follow it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't really watch fitness ones. Yeah, I I, I watch uh, Greg. I, I think I mentioned Greg Doucette when we talked to when we talked to Mr. Ed Begley Jr. Uh, and yeah, that, uh, that was that was awesome, by the way. I mean, he he could have been like more generous with his time. Absolutely. He was on for like an hour, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was like, waiting to go to dinner, but he just didn't bring it up. <laughs> His daughter's like st- standing there looking at her watch and shit. Like, let's go, Dad. Stop talking about fucking uh, Better Call Saul. <laughs> he, um, I was thinking because he he mentioned uh, Elizabeth Moss a couple times, and I was like, uh, man, he must be a really big Elizabeth Moss fan. And then I realized that he probably just saw um, the Invisible the Invisible Man <laughs> movie because she's. Oh, no, I'm sure the Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, that's right. She's in that too. Um, that or get him to the Greek. Yeah, exactly. He just loved that. He just loved her in there. I guess she is kind of having a moment now, if you think about it, with the Hands Man's Tale, and that uh, she, apparently I haven't seen it yet, but apparently she's excellent in that Invisible Man movie. Is is that like uh, the classic Invisible Man, or I'm sure it's not the uh, Ralph Ellison version? <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's not the Ralph Ellison version. No, 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 with Hollywood, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, the Invisible Man is George Clooney. 
Man, it sure sucks being black. <laughs> no one can see me. Handsome man, George Clooney. Um, no, it's so it, it is the like classic, you know, MGM monster, I guess. But the setup is uh Elizabeth Moss is dating this like billionaire dude, and he's abusive and like an asshole. She breaks up with him and goes what? to she goes to stay with her friends and um all of a sudden it's like she's being tormented by him like he's leaving her notes like like he's invisible um so the the question of the movie is is he really like has he really figured out a way to become invisible with all his money and shit and he's like really fucking around with her like basically gaslighting her uh and being a complete asshole or is this all in her imagination she's kind of like losing it so like that's the that's the okay, setup so not, of the movie. It's not like the, you know, it's not like the, do you know what the answer is at the end? Did you see this? I haven't seen the movie, but I do know what the answer is at the end. I have no intention to see this. Could you just tell me so I, yeah. I know for my own curiosity's sake? Yeah, so the the answer is he's uh he has constructed with his billions of dollars some um sort of invisible suit. Uh I don't know exactly oh, how it works, on. but it has it has to do with mirrors and like fucking reflecting light. He's basically Elon Musk, I guess. I I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um but like yeah, he's he's an asshole and he's trying to uh he's trying to um to gaslight her. Um, the other the other podcast that I listened to, uh, the weekly the, the weekly Planet podcast, which I brought up a couple times, they do this thing uh, called Superhero Showdown, and they have people write in and give them, uh, like you know, give them matchups. They I don't know how exactly they came up with this. One of their earlier episodes, they said basically the setup was this. Um, it's an American football field. Uh, you know, completely empty or whatever. One, Big American party. One, yeah, exactly. One person shows up on one side. One person shows up on the other side, and they they instantly know each other's a threat, and they run at at each other. Who's gonna win? Um, and it's it's whoever it is at their peak powers. So somebody put in the Invisible Man versus um Sue Storm, who you know from the Fantastic Four is the Invisible Woman, the Jessica Alba ver- version. So. Um, on, on the Reddit for the weekly planets, uh, R slash weekly planet pod, um, on Reddit for, for you Reddit fans out there or you Redditors, as they call you, um, every once in a while people will do like their own art and stuff like that. They'll draw pictures of the podcasters or whatever, like funny little meme pictures and stuff. And then people like it and they comment on it and shit. I, I don't, I can't draw it all or anything like that, but when someone said this, like the invisible man and the invisible woman basically um fighting against each other the first thought that came into my head was wouldn't they show up invisible and then would they even know that anyone was there and i just like in my head i just saw an empty football field with like a tumbleweed like passing by so i put i i basically just found a drawing of a football field and i went to reddit and I said, uh, here's my artist rendering of uh, the Invisible Man versus the Invisible Woman from the latest thing. And I think I have to check it again. I'm going to check it right now. But last time I checked, I think it had something like 300 uh, upvotes or something like that. Nice. It was the most upvotes I've ever gotten from, uh, you know, anything. And people were, you know, people were writing stuff like um, 323. That's what it's up to. People were like... Um, Oh man, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> you know? 
The the I think the the slyest funniest comment was this one. Um, this person this person wrote, "Your work is inconceivable," <laughs> which I think is just a very sly, uh, funny line because it literally can't I be conceived. Don't hear that enough. <laughs> Unless you're at the fucking Salone residence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, where's Sly Steroids? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'd like to think that Wesley Snipes would be in Demolition Man 2. Even though he died in the first one? Yep. Did they put him back on ice? I don't remember how that movie ends. I don't I don't remember either. Oh, and uh, Mark, I, I did want to apologize. Uh, please, if you'll accept my apology. Sure. Why? What's what happens? You know, I, I'm I'm sorry about the Weekly Planet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay, man. <laughs> actually, I have another question about this Invisible Man thing. Uh-huh. Is this actually a Universal monster movie? I mean, did they aban- did they completely abandon that? Do you know? I know they did the uh, the mummy with Tom Cruise or something. I it's I think it's supposed to be one of them, but I don't know. Like I don't know what the fuck they're planning on doing with it. It's it's that sounds a- like the shittiest version of like the Marvel universe. Like <laughs> oh, let's take a property that's a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> no one's done a successful Wolfman movie in a long time. I'm sure there's no hey, reason for that. Afraid of mummies? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, shit, there's a mummy. Oh man. Yeah, it's the dark universe. Yeah. I, I think this is supposed to be part of it. But what they did so Blumhouse did this one. Uh basically they kind of just gave it to Blumhouse. <laughs> they just gave it to to Jason Blum and said, you know, you do it. And and if the the budget was super small and then it made a bunch of money and that's how you do these things you don't you don't make i think the mummy was something like uh, i think it was like a 200 million dollar budget or something like that or like 250 million dollar budget you don't make a horror movie for 250 million dollars you're never gonna make that money back no who who cares about the mummy these days yeah I mean, and that's the thing. It could you be the best. see fucking Dracula movies anymore. It could be the best horror movie in the world. Horror movies just don't make that money. It's a, it's a, it's, it, it might be a big niche, but it's still a niche audience. It's I n- feel that a lot of horror movies are, are based on like the current, like a uh, zeitgeist, like, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe back like in the, what was it? Twenties or thirties when the money first came out, like people were still kind of fascinated by like the Egyptian, like, you know, excavations, that sort of right. thing, you know, like. But I mean, now who the fuck? Have you ever heard somebody say they're afraid of mummies? No, no. I go ahead and dream about a mummy. I mean, and then the thing is too is um the so this dark universe their their plan was uh to you know have different movies with I think Bride of Frankenstein was one. Uh, the, obviously they did Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and stuff like that. They were going to do the, they did the mummy. They did Dracula. Did they do Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde? <laughs> Stoner's favorite movie. Um, but it's like, what's the, what, what's the ultimate team up movie? Is it just going to be the monster squad? Remember that movie? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Did you know Carmen Harlan was in the monster squad? No, I didn't. And she's a reporter at the beginning or the end. That's awesome. 
Yeah, uh, I, would, I, would, I would be into a Monster Squad uh, movie. Yeah, Wolfman. But has the same nards. people all grown up. <laughs> oh my god, I would so watch that. The same people all grown up. Yeah, I, I feel that these monsters. Uh, no one's really like care. I mean, vampires were like a trend like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Later, that all the Blade movies and like uh, tw- was it Twilight? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Twilight. And then um, they had like the what is it? Uh, with Kate Beckinsale, the underworld. Like, you know, yeah. I, I mean, that's like people aren't into fucking Dracula's anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's the Vampire Slayer too. You know, I mean, it was a, a ten-year trend. Now it's like zombies, and they're going out of the next one. I don't know what is it. You know, it's kind of fucked up. So, um, no, that can't be. That can't be the same kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Apartheid was pretty fucked up. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, why does it have that? Can't be the same guy. That's a that's, uh, maybe. A, I don't know. So I I looked up that one guy, Brent Chalem, who was the the fat guy or the fat kid from the Monster Squad, and one of the Horus. His name is Horus. Okay, sorry, Horus. Uh, it shows uh one of it shows the guy at the beginning of the Ghostbusters movie. Uh, who's getting shocked? Uh, he's super thin, though. Which, which one? The 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 original or the new one? No, the original. And I'm like, there's no way that's the same yeah, kid. There's no way. That, that's not possible. Because that movie came out in '84, and the Monster Squad came out in '87. So. Yeah, unless he had like a big type situation temporarily. No. <laughs> I so, want to be big and not fat. So let's see. He was in. Um, so he was in an episode of Small Wonder, by the way. <laughs> and then Punky Brewster, uh, Mr. Belvedere, and an episode of Quantum Leap in 1989. And that's the end of his filmography. And unfortunately, he uh, he died in 1997. Oh, no. In Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, he was born in 75. <laughs> he was only 22 when he died. I don't know... Um, Suicide? Don't know what happened to him. Well, was he gay or was it was it suicide? Well, we know he's dead. Oh no, he died of pneumonia. Oh geez, rest that, in peace, Horace. Yeah, that's even sad. I mean, it's not sad if you kill yourself. Fuck you. Okay, you, think, okay, you think suicide's not sad? <laughs> Just joke. But uh, we did all sorts of fun things. We went to suicide. <laughs> but yeah, n- pneumonia. Oh, that sucks, man. Jeez, how do you catch pneumonia in Las Vegas, Nevada? Maybe it was like a complication of something else. I don't know. I'm uh, not saying he had full blown AIDS or anything, <laughs> but I mean, you know, sometimes. Wait, was he in a wheelchair? Maybe he was. Maybe he was hijacked by pirates. Oh, you know, um, I ain't never heard of that. Oh, uh, you never heard of Leon uh, uh, King Trotsky? King Hoffer? King Hoff? No. Well, until you just mentioned him earlier. Uh, yeah, Klinghoffer. That's what it was. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a weird. It's an it was an Italian boat and got hijacked by uh, it off the coast no, of Egypt, huh? Well, that's two bad things. Yep. So we've talked about two hey, tragedies. Uh, so right. so we're right on to, we're right on topic. Yeah, more tragedy in this episode. Sorry. <laughs> um. Hey, speaking of uh, the Universal monster movies, if you could reboot or remake one franchise, what would it be? Oh gosh. Um. Hmm. 
I've heard. I've never read them though. I've heard the Fletch books are very good. They are. Um, I've read. I've read. I've read. I haven't read all of them, but I've read some of them. I like them a lot. I. That would be. That'd be a good one to do without um, Chevy Chase. No offense, Mister Chase. You want to bring back? Uh, maybe uh, Ed Bagley Jr. can introduce us to Chevy Chase, and then we can interview him. Let's see, Fletch. I mean, I like the original Fletch movie. Um, you know, it's decent. Uh, I don't. I'm trying I mean, to. That could be a franchise. I'm trying to think if anyone could do it. Like, if anyone could could be Fletch. I'd say Ryan Reynolds if you were younger. Yeah, that's Ryan Reynolds is a good one. Ryan Reynolds is like a funnier Chevy Chase. Um, what about no, that Spider-Man guy? No offense, Mr. Chase. Which one? Uh, Toby Maguire? Tom Holland? Not. The new is that the new one, the Tom Holland guy? Yeah. Tom Holland from 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 England? Oh yeah, I hate British people, never mind. Oh, Mr. Feige. Um, Master <laughs> Feige. Is he being gruel? <laughs> Please. Please. Hey, did you know that did you know the Harry Potter movie specifically said only British people could be in it? Oh wow. Fucking racist. Right. I read some actor was like American actor was supposed to be in it, but then they said, Oh, sorry, only British Kenneth Branagh was in it. He's like Scottish or something. Oh uh, yeah, he's British. <laughs> he's from the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Because you, know, you know, Harry Potter is just like fucking Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it must be protected. Are we gonna do a uh, a uh, response wizard uh Trilogy or seven septology, maybe? <laughs> yeah, it was seven books. We should. We should do a response to Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> I think the most British name, too. We'll call it um, Wizard Dale. <laughs> <laughs> the, most, the, most, the most American name ever. Hey, this is Wizard Dale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like from Alabama. <laughs> Semptium Kerbashum. <laughs> no, no, it's all hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> every <laughs> every spell is incantated by hold my beer. It's just how you flick the wand. Hold my beer. Dale, you're twelve. He's on fire. <laughs> I'm gonna root around in there. <laughs> I feel like the American version of James Bond is a lot better, you know? Like uh, Jason Bourne. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Because when you think about it, James Bond kind of sucks. I mean, the newer one has, like, you know, better action. But, I mean, Jason Bourne will kick his ass. Yeah, and it's just, I've never been super interested in in James Bond. Uh, I, think, I think I saw, I don't know if you were with us, but a group of, of us... Uh, who were friends in high school? Your duels. <laughs> we watched Gold. We went to saw see Goldeneye when it first came out. Uh, I think that was the first one, right? The first one with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that was good. I think you were. I think you were there. I don't remember though. It was like five of us. You know, it was like the crew. Like Bill was there and some other people. I like how you consider Bill to be the crew. <laughs> Bill and I don't know who else. But it, fucking Bill was there. It was the squad. I don't even. I honestly don't even know if Bill was there or not. I'm just like it was the it was those guys. 
He didn't have anything better to do. No. It's it is really it's weird because we went to see dye his hair with puff paint (laughs) or a carve Weezer in his arm, (laughs) which, yeah, we had a friend that carved Weezer in his arm and and it got him sent down to the school psychologist. (laughs) Like Slayer, but not cool. Oh. Yeah, he let us put puff paint in his hair, and <laughs> he tried to get it out with turpentine and shit, and it just wouldn't come out. So he just had to let it grow out and cut and it. Did he? Did he try bleach his hair with like you know like household bleach? With yeah, yeah. I walked into his house, and I can't remember who was with him, but I walked into his house, and he was about to bleach his hair with laundry. <laughs> And I go, what are you doing? <laughs> they were, they were in no, the. I think he did. They were in the, they were in the basement by his laundry tub, about to pour it on there. He might have got a little bit on his hair, and I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, we're bleach, we're gonna bleach Bill's hair. And I said, uh, <laughs> not with that bleach. Say, so that I, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> was it? So you were just fucking with him. Yeah, I kind of just like to encourage him to do his uh, dipshittery. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. But, yeah, GoldenEye was a good movie. That's what we were talking about, right? Yeah. I like some scenes from James Bond movies, like the uh, scene from uh, Casino Royale, the opening parkour scene mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, Casino Royale is a pretty good movie, too, actually. Um but that just a lot of them get bad from there because your your franchise thing, James Bond, crossed my mind. But it's like I don't like it enough to really want to reboot it. So I don't think I'd choose that one. Uh, if I had to choose one, I mean, there are not a lot of good franchises. First of all, I'm not a huge fan of franchises anyway because I like tell like if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do long form like serialized storytelling, I prefer it to be in the guise of television than make me watch two hour movies, you know, twice a year for 10 fucking years to get the story. So the Marvel universe, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, basically that's what they do. That's what, and that's what all of them are trying to emulate. Um, but yeah, I mean, Fletch is probably the best one that I like that I can think of where I think you could make like five good movies out of it. Probably. This is going to blow your mind. I'd go with star Wars. Really? I give it a gritty, hard R rating. You'd be seeing ladies' uh, tits be cut off by lightsabers. Uh, oh, okay. You know, finger banging. All- it'd be like realistic. Like you would. It wouldn't be a children's movie. Mm-hmm. It'd be like the premise of Star Wars. I think is kind of cool. You know, you have like uh, these cool powers. I wouldn't have the metachlorine thing be in there anymore. Right. I'd have it be like maybe one or two movies, and it'd just be like uh, someone's like finally puts the force to rest forever, uh, and it gets rid of the superstition in the uh, Star Wars universe. And then there's a lot of like cool like you know lightsaber battles there's someone who doesn't know how to use lightsaber there's uh bounty hunters there's like you know like graph it's it's like uh like the beginning of um saving private ryan constantly throughout the movie that's how my version would be okay yeah i would say that for sure yeah exactly they should they should do it for adults there'd be no toys you could make from this movie (laughs) disney would try it would be 
be uh, get uh, new Lady Proxima or whatever her name is with uh, realistic bisected Jedi with realistic tits falling off action. <laughs> Just press a button. See, that had to be the opening scene, so people were like, "Oh my god, this is a Star Wars movie." <laughs> I think they just lopped that woman's tits off. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Paul Provenza. Yeah, Paul Provenza. You know what? You know another one, real quick though. Um, Quentin. I, I think we talked about this before, but Quentin Tarantino was talking about doing a Star Trek movie. I would pay to see Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie. Eh, I'm not a Star Trek fan, anyways. I don't see because what what kind of like bothers me about that is, did you ever see the movie? Um, Shit, it's a submarine movie that's not Red October. Denzel Washington is in it. Yeah, um, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. He rewrote some of the dialogue dialogue for it. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive it's where they're talking about like superheroes and that kind of stuff because that's a very Quentin Tarantino esque type uh, scene to write. But I mean, it didn't make the it, it didn't make that scene spectacular. I don't. I, I think he's better when he makes his own. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, from what I've seen of him. I like his original ideas much better than uh, than anything, you know. But he hasn't like I I haven't really seen him like he hasn't really ever taken on like a franchise type thing. So it's hard to say. But no. you know, speaking of Quentin Tarantino, did you know that there's another book that's actually it's not a prequel to Jackie Brown. It was just written first. Um. Yeah. So- Road Dogs. It's called Road Dogs. The same two characters of uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if he made that into a movie. Uh, I'm trying to think if they. No, they. Didn't... I don't think they made that into a movie ever. So what I'm saying, since I mean, you, I wouldn't want him to use Samuel Jackson and uh, Robert De Niro again, mm-hmm. right? But it's the same characters. I mean, he could use. Uh, I don't know who would be a good because uh, I, mean, I mean the character doesn't necessarily look like Samuel Jackson and Jackie Brown. He just like you know made his own look. Mm-hmm. He could use a number of like you know young actors to play. I'd say probably thirties or forties. I can't think of any like especially pop out, but I would love to see that. Yeah, that would not that would not not be bad. I mean, Elmore Leonard has so much material. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is a natural fit. I mean, it's heavy on like really good dialogue, pretty sparse descriptions of the scenes. But I mean, like. Every book is like a you pick it up and it's like your it's a hangout like as Quentin Tarantino often describes his movies. Someone did uh, I mean speaking of like books and stuff like that, somebody did a thing where they said you know you could make a Stephen King cinematic universe, which you you absolutely yeah, could. could. Yeah, you absolutely could because a lot of his books interconnect uh, and everything. So you you definitely yeah, could do that. That's a limited like success like. Uh, like you said, the first season of um, Castle Rock was really good, but the mm. second, the one I watched, I didn't know, like this. Yeah, that was the second season wasn't good. Are they doing a third? I think so. Yeah, probably. I, I assume that it's the original form. I assume it's doing well for Hulu. Which, by the way, uh, you can also watch um, the Green Room on Hulu. Apparently, it's also on oh, nice. Hulu. Yeah, it's, I just go to YouTube because it's right there. But yeah, if it's on Hulu, why not? You know, show them that you like it. That's I really enjoy the show. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I both like comedians talking about comedy. Uh, you know, they riff, they uh, make barbs at each other. It's it's fun. I mean, they participate with the audience. I didn't really know who Paul Provenzo was before the green room. Did you? I know you had access to cable. <laughs> yeah, well, Paul Provenzo was another one of those uh, comedians that Larry was on Norris. Comedy Central, and he would do. 
He done. He did. I think he had a show on Comedy Central too. Actually, so he like emceed a show or something. But um, but yeah. So I was I was aware of who he was. Yeah, but I, I really enjoy this show. I've watched a bunch of episodes as you have. Uh, I like the different comedians. It's interesting the way he pairs them sometimes. He's mm-hmm. like you know an Eddie Izzard who's like you know again he's an absolute genius. He's a brilliant comedian and. Larry Miller, who, as you said, I mean, to me at least, I don't find him especially funny, like, you know, joke-wise, but mm. personality-wise, he's funny. I mean, there is a nice, you know, blend he often has of the different comedians. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, Mark Maron's just like, you know, a servant <laughs> kind of guy, and he's there with, you know. Yep, he's sitting ne- next to Drew Carey, behind Drew Carey. The ghost of Mark Drew- Maron is in every episode of the yeah, Drew Carey is a very interesting person, I find as well. Do you know much about uh, Drew Carey? I know a little bit about him. Um, I like I I can't remember where I heard this story from because it wasn't on this episode. But he was talking about how he he played some online game, like uh, one of the I can't remember what it is, but one of the role playing games online. And he would talk to people, and then like people would find out he was Drew Carey or whatever, and. Um, like, I think he like, I think he talked on the phone to some of these people and stuff. Like he seems like a really, like, he seems like a very, even with success, like a very like down to earth kind of like, you know, just shoots the shit with whoever kind of person. It is a very weird side to him too. Like, uh, I think I've heard a couple descriptions of people like going to his house and there's just like these sex dolls like laying around everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember he like back in the day he used to uh he used to like to uh hang out with strippers and prostitutes and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, good for him. To me, I I don't think that's necessarily the thing to me if I wasn't married. I mean, prostitutes sound very convenient, but it also sounds very risky. But I mean if mm-hmm. he finds happiness there, you know, good for him. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, to each their own. I've never been with a prostitute, but you know, I hear it can be nice. I hear that you just pay them to leave. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, I've heard, uh, or I got propositioned by a prostitute once when I was in Las Vegas. <laughs> I was going into uh... what was his name? <laughs> I guess I walked into that one. I um... <laughs> oh, did you or did he walk into that one? <laughs> I was going. No, he backed into that one. I was going into. Uh... <laughs> I was going into the Paris Casino. And uh, the woman the prostitute outside there, she said, "Hey, where are you going?" And I said, "I'm going to uh, to play uh, blackjack or whatever I was going to do." And she said, um, "She said, oh, why why go in there and spend your money there? Let's uh, you know you got a hotel here." And I was staying with our friend Ben who lives in Las Vegas. And I said, no, you know, I'm staying with a friend. She's like, well, I've got a hotel upstairs. She goes, I I've got a, a card game. It's called Sex is Wild. <laughs> <laughs> she goes we deal out the cars and then we just all we just take off our clothes and i was like i, I like i kind of chuckled and i was like that's i thought to myself that's very creative that's that's nice and i said maybe you know later and then i uh i went into the casino <laughs> and also you came back with you came back with the cars like where'd you go <laughs> also was she, I, an attractive prostitute? she was she was very attractive yeah for sure. Nice. Um, and then one time I was in the Wynn Casino uh, in Vegas, and there it was late at night. I was going to play poker there, and there was a woman sitting at, also very attractive, sitting at a slot machine 
um, not really playing, just kind of sitting there. And she goes, hey, come over here and start talking to me. And it turned out she was a prostitute. And she's like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Michigan. And she goes, oh, I'm from Michigan, too. And I'm thinking, yeah, sure you are. And then she starts talking to me about, like, St. Joseph and, like, <laughs> like different things, like, kind of, like, farther up north. And I was like, oh, fuck, you really are from Michigan. Like, she knew, she knew way too much about up north to not be from Michigan. Oh, speaking of Michigan, do you ever watch the uh, COVID-19 like, updates from the city of Detroit? Not really, no. Every once in a while, I'll check on online about uh, some stuff, but I, I I haven't seen a lot of it, no. Yeah, I kind of watch them. I don't know why. I just do it. I get alerts on Facebook, but it was pretty funny. Uh, Mayor Dugan of uh, Detroit, he said, like, uh, they got these uh, vans or Honda Odysseys that are retrofitted to like have like a barrier and like they recycle the air and stuff. He goes, "Yeah, well, finally one good thing from Columbus because they're big." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's funny. Oh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the green room. I mean, uh, basically, uh, like I said, it's um, you know, it's uh, it's a good show. We're gonna continue to talk about it. We love comedy and comedians, and that's right up our alley. We're gonna talk about it. There's maybe two seasons. I don't know if we'll yeah. go the whole way, but we'll try. Yeah, yeah, we will see what we do. What we can do. Yeah, we we get bored sometimes. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, you know that's that's just how it is. If you can't follow along, then uh. Maybe go to the Weekly Planet, right, Mark? Yeah, exactly. And they know what they're doing. Yeah, they keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, tune into those fucks. Um, there, you, there's a podcast you listen to. You listen to Gilbert Godfrey's podcast, right? I don't really listen to a lot lately, like uh, oh, okay. since we've been quarantined. Oh, okay. I, I listen to like local radio station, uh, David Chuck the Freak, a lot. Yep. Oh, yeah. And Joe Rogan sometimes. Joe Rogo DMT. You you could do some DMT, Mike. <laughs> I don't think I would. That seems like too severe of a uh, hallucinogen for me. How about you, Mark? Would you try it? Apparently, that's the stuff that like gets juiced into your brain as you're dying. <laughs> it always causes yeah. every, what causes everyone to see like the white lights and all this euphoric shit and everything. Yeah, when so. you're supposedly when you're born and when you die is the two times your body naturally produces DMT. Yeah, so probably not. I'll probably just wait. I'll probably just wait on that one. Yeah, it seems uh, it seems really a little extreme to me. Like I, I wouldn't mind trying some hallucinogens, but DMT just seems like it's too much for me. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, but that is our episode for the uh, the week. We will uh, we will see you. Well, we'll see you Thursday for uh, the regular show, and we'll see you next Friday for uh, the next episode of the Green Room on dumpster diving. So uh, you guys, and, uh, I just I just want to wish a happy Mother Day, yes. Mother's Day to the whores out there who couldn't have the guy pull out. <laughs> yep. Happy Mother's Day, and my mother who is not in the same category. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there uh, who've never heard of Plan B. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, you guys have a good week, and we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.